his only son to make a wretch his treasure. How great the pain of searing loss. The Father turns his face away as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory. Behold the man upon the cross, my sin upon his shoulders. Ashamed I hear my mocking voice call out among the scoffers. It was my sin that held him there.
Good morning. We're here today to remember the life and honor the death uh, of Nick Dewey. Uh, Nicholas Dewey, 47, of Christiana, passed away on Friday, October the 13th, 2023, as the result of a vehicle accident. He was born in Wilkes-Barre, uh, son of Kenneth Dewey of Wilkes-Barre, and Barbara Minor Dennis, wife of Bruce Dennis. He graduated from Wilkes University with a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering in 2002. And he had a successful career working for the Department of Defense at Naval Surface Warfare Center, Philadelphia Division. He was an active member of Nottingham Missionary Baptist Church. And I can tell you that that is so very true. This family has been very active since they came. Nick enjoyed working on home projects and sharing stories of his past, but what he loved most was spending time with his family. He is survived by his wife of almost 26 years, Nancy Dewey, who he cherished and adored. Thirteen children, Nicholas P. Dewey, 24, Emily Troop, 23, wife of Maxwell Troop, 24, Lillian Dewey, 21, fiance of Wade Blevins, 20, Matthew Dewey, 20, Gabrielle Dewey, 18, long-term girlfriend of Lucas Moore, 19, Madeline Dewey, 16, Lucas Dewey, 14, Zachary Dewey, 12, Vivian Dewey, 10, Jonathan Dewey, 9, Benjamin Dewey, 8, Olivia Dewey, 6, Eliz uh, Elizabeth Dewey, 4, a grandson, Elliot Troop, 11 months, and an expected grandchild due in May of 2024. Three siblings, Kenneth Dewey, husband of Amy Dewey, Brian Dewey, and Sarah Dewey, four nephews and six nieces. He is remembered for being hardworking, patient, kind, selfless, good-humored, dependable, compassionate, humble, pious, and above all, having a servant's heart. So um, I'm gonna lead in a opening prayer in just a moment, but before I do, I always like to have something familiar at a time like this, and I don't think there's anything more familiar in the scriptures than the 23rd Psalm. So I'd like to read that, and then I'd like to read another passage that is might not seem so fitting or familiar for a funeral, but I, I believe it would, uh, would, would be fitting for today. So let's read the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We know this to be true for those who have trusted the Lord Jesus Christ. Nick was a fine man. 
he had a lot of wonderful qualities that this family is going to miss, that this church is going to miss. But what made him the man that he was was his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to read something for the family's sake, if you don't mind, from the Song of Solomon. I know we don't often read from the Song of Solomon. Very few sermons ever come from there. But, but I kind of have something I want to say to the family this morning. First of all, this is a close family, so uh, you're already encouraging and strengthening one another. Uh, and I want to say that in the days ahead, you want to do that even more. You want the family to draw nearer and closer together. And I, I believe you will. I really do. But there's something else I want you to think about. In verse 2 of the third chapter of the Song of Solomon, uh, the intended, the bride, as it were, says, I will rise now and go out about the city and the streets and in the broadways, and I will seek him whom my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. I have found this to be the case so many times when we lose a loved one. Uh, just think about it. You know that he's already gone to be with the Lord. But when the door opens, somehow down inside you still think it might be him. When you're doing something that he always helped you with, you're looking for his hands. When it's time to go to bed at night, you're waiting for him to come close, do what he did a thousand times. Let's face it. You're looking for him. You're waiting for him. You're seeking the one that your soul loveth. And I'm going to say this this morning, and I think I can say this without any reservation. I think everybody in this congregation would say, if you knew Nick, you loved him. You just, you loved the way he was. He didn't say a lot, at least not to me. <laughs> but what he said was important. Like he told me one time, he said, make sure you fill those barrels all the way up or the tent will blow over. <laughs> Did he ever tell you that? Told me that. <laughs> the reason I mention that is because we didn't even have to ask him to put the tent up. He knew we needed it, so he just brought it over and set it up. Most of the time, you didn't have to ask him to do what needed to be done. And because of that, we loved the man. We loved him as one of our dearest friends because he was always there when you needed him. Now, down in verse number four, it says this. It was but just a little while that passed, and then I found him whom my soul loveth. Life when we're young, it seems so long. But when we get old, we realize that it's so short. And one way or the other, whether it's when Jesus calls us all or when it's our time to cross the river, it's not going to be but a little while that passes. And then we'll see him whom our soul loveth. He's waiting for us.
waiting on the other side. And someday soon, we're going to see him again. And we'll love him just as much then as we do now. And he loves you just as much now as he ever did. Dear Lord, I thank you for the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that gives us comfort in times like these. Lord, I pray for this family. Lord, I wish there was more that I could do to strengthen them. I wish that I could take some of the hurt away. And, but Lord, only you can do that. And so I'm asking that your sweet Holy Spirit would do in their hearts and their lives what we can't do and give them comfort in the shadow of this valley of death. I pray your grace upon them. In Jesus' name, amen.
just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. said sorry there's nothing more we can do but it wasn't through I've never seen a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow but I've got a promise I can hold in the middle of the struggle thank God if you said it you'd perform it may not be how I want you to Here's what I'll do. no predicting what is next cause you hold the future and all the questions they come second to the one I know is true cause you'll always be true
Every time I try to make it on my own Every time I try to stand I start to fall In all those lonely roads that I have traveled on There was Jesus When the life I built came crashing to the ground and all those friends I had were nowhere to be found. I couldn't see it then, but I can see it now. There was Jesus. In the waiting, in the searching, in the healing and the hurting, like a blessing buried in the broken pieces. man who needs amazing kind of grace for forgiveness at a price I couldn't pay I'm not perfect so I thank God every day there was Jesus Till I lay my head, oh, I will see. 
of the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am In darkest nights, you are close like no other. I've known you as my father, I've known you as my friend, and I have lived in the goodness of God.
some of the songs that the family has requested. We're going to sing a few more that they requested in just a moment. And uh, they're important to us. And uh, worship is a big time here at Nottingham when the choir leads us in worship and we're thankful for their ministry. And uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone that came today to love and support the family. And uh, this, this, is a, this family is a blessing in our church. And uh, they have been from, from day one when they uh, came and was just, uh, just a real blessing. And uh, we are going to miss Nick just tremendously. And uh, his calm demeanor, his steadfastness, just uh, so many things that were just absolutely wonderful about him. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a little bit more about that uh, in a moment or two. But uh, right now, what I want to do is give opportunity if, if somebody has something that they would like to share. Uh, I have a microphone somewhere. I can bring it around to you. You, if you, I think some of uh, the family had some stuff they wanted to share. I'm not sure. I've got some things that people didn't, didn't, that they didn't think they could read, but they asked me to read. I'm going to read those. But uh, so, has anybody got something? All right, I'm going to get the ball rolling. Okay, these are uh, these are absolutely amazing. So uh, this is from Benjamin. I love my dad and I, I miss him. I liked fixing things with him. I liked playing with him. And he gives big hugs. This is from Olivia. I love my daddy. I miss him. He was funny. I like it when he took me to the doll store. This is from Elizabeth. I miss my daddy. I'm happy he's with Jesus. Heaven is a magical place. I'm happy he can drink all the Coke he wants and eat all the Swiss rolls he wants and he won't get sick. <laughs> this is from Vivian. I miss my dad and I love him. I liked when he rode my horse with me. I liked his funny jokes. I liked working outside with him. From Zachary, I love my dad and I miss him a lot. Because he always cared for us, and he was always there when we needed it. I always had fun when he would play games with us. He always told jokes that would make me smile. He would never make fun of any of us, and I can never express how much I love him. I can't wait till I see him again in heaven. This one's from Jonathan. My dad was hardworking. I liked working with him around the house. He was funny. I liked when he would talk. <laughs> I miss him and I love him. So some of the memories that the kids wanted to share of their dad. Is there anyone else that had anything that they wanted to share?
you don't realize how much a person's presence fills a room until they aren't there anymore. As our house has been full the past week, it still feels so empty without our father. One thing that has been incredible to see is that he not only had a huge impact on all of his children's lives, but as well as so many others. Anyone who knew my father knew how much family meant to him. He believed that family was the most important part of anyone's life and it should always be top priority. He was so present in our lives and I'm so thankful for the many memories we have to hold on to. There are so many, many important moments in my life that my father was a part of, from teaching me to drive and watching me graduate and pass my board for cosmetology. I will forever cherish that he was able to watch me get married and meet my first child. One moment that I'm so grateful to share with my siblings is the night we were baptized together with our father. I know it was a proud moment in his life and something we will hold on to for the rest of ours. My father made sure we knew we could always rely on him. I remember when I first moved out after getting married and he told me if I ever needed anything to just call him. I was moving out of state and he told me that if I ever needed him he couldn't and he couldn't be there quick enough to find someone in the area that could be. There was never any doubt about how much he cared for and loved us. My relationship with him strengthened after moving away. I was able to see the value in quality time and I'm so thankful for that now. There are so many things that will be missed, like the little conversations we'd share, the advice he would give, the help he would provide, and listening to the stories he would tell. But the thing I will miss the most is his presence, his warm smile, and his carefree laughter. Thank you all for coming here today to celebrate his incredible life. He'd be smiling so big seeing all the lives he's touched. I want to begin by thanking everyone for being here and for the overwhelming support emotionally, spiritually, and even physically. Until now, I hadn't realized just how many people my father's lives had touched. He was the most selfless, dependable, and hardworking man I have ever had the pleasure of knowing. I consider myself to be incredibly fortunate that I had him there to watch me grow up, to teach me how to drive, to see me graduate high school, and later college, and even as I begin my first career. And while there will be many more milestones that I wanted him there to be present for, I know that I'll always have him with me in some way. My father was, is, and will continue to be the most important man in my life. He is a role model and an inspiration. He has given me everything, his time, his patience, his guidance, his kindness, and even his name that I am proud and honored to bear. I can only hope that I am able to live up to the standard that he has set so high. So Dad, if you're out there listening to this, I just want to say thank you for all that you've done, for me, for our family, and for others. I hope that your wisdom and guidance can continue to follow all of us as we remember you. Dad, I miss you and I love you more than you will ever know. Thank you again, everyone, for being here and celebrating what a great man my father was.
else. I'll go ahead and say something about Nick, uh, because we have so many of his young children in our Discovery Club on Tuesday nights, and uh, we've really grown to love them. And uh, I remember the when they first came to our church, and the first Tuesday night they came, our Discovery Club doubled in size. And uh, I was like, "Wow, that's a lot of kids." And um, then we, during COVID, and we couldn't have church in Discovery Club, and we were at home on a Tuesday night when we would normally be at Discovery Club, and there's pretty much nothing to do. The kids' little league was canceled, and you know, you're just at home, and um, the grass was mowed, all the outside work was done, we were just in the house, and nothing to do, and our front doorbell rang, and it's very rare, no our doorbell never rings and nobody ever comes to the front door uh, except maybe a FedEx or UPS guy or something but um, I opened the door and there was standing Nick and um, I was a little confused we had only known them uh, not not too long you know they had just come to our church and and he said hey Adam and I was like hey Nick what are you doing he's like well he's like we were thinking about you guys and uh, he said, we really miss seeing you guys on Tuesday night, and the kids were missing Discovery Club, and we miss seeing you guys in church. And uh, here, Nancy baked you these scones. And I was like, awesome. But, and we, we talked for about 20, 30 minutes, and I think Nancy was in the truck. And, um, and, then, they, and then he left and went home. And I told Katie, I said, you know, why, why did he come, why did they come to our house, you know? And that's just the type of people they are. And um, I could never forget that, you know? It's, it was just a simple gesture, just something she baked and just a little visit to say that they missed us. But, I mean, those are things in people's lives that will last forever, right? Um, like, I'm never gonna forget that. It, it made an impact on on us and um, I just want to talk to the kids that you know I have you guys in Discovery Club and I just want to encourage you to boys take care of your mama okay take care of her no matter what okay she needs you okay I'm speaking from experience she needs you more than you know okay and uh, girls you help your mom and um, just be there for her and um, we're going to sing this song that they requested. Um, I don't know why they would want to hear us sing, um, but uh, we've had a cold all week, so forgive me. Um, uh, he will hold me fast. And uh, there's a verse, and I forgot to look it up this morning. I think it's in John. And it, it says, of all that he has given me, I have lost none of them. And G, uh, Nick put his faith and trust and the only person in this entire world that can always keep his promises. He put his faith and trust in Jesus. And 
in Nick's final moments, Jesus did not fail him. And for those of us who have also put our faith and trust in that, God has us in his hand and we can never get out. And we will see him again one day. he saves are his delight Christ will hold me fast precious in his holy sight he will hold me fast he'll not let my soul be lost his promises will
stand here and think about just what he's done start counting my blessings one by one i sure don't deserve all that he's done for me but i'll praise him forever through eternity Jesus died on the cross just to show me his love. He's building me a home in heaven above. I am amazed he'd take the time to give me such blessings that fill up my life. God is so good, I cannot express I stumble as I journey this way, but His mercies are new every day. His grace is sufficient for every trial. He amazes me more and more every mile. He gave me His word in this precious old boat. It speaks to my heart every time I look. He loves me and he helps me when I'm tempted to sin. Through Christ my Lord, over Satan I win. And I am amazed that he'd take the time to give me such blessings that fill up my life. God is so good, I cannot express how thankful I am. I know it may sound simple, 
But it's more than a cliche. There's no better way to tell you than to say God's been good in my life. I've been blessed beyond my wildest dreams as I go to sleep each night. Though I've had my share of hard times, by my side he's always stood. Through it all, God's been good. Times replay and I can see that I've cried some bitter tears but I felt his arms around me as I faced my greatest fears I've had more gains than losses and I've known more joy than hurt as his grace rolls down upon me undeserved God's been good in my As I go to sleep each night Though I've had my share of hard times By my side he's always stood Through it all God's been good God has been my father My savior and my friend his love was my beginning and his love will be my end i could spend forever trying to tell you everything he is but the best way i can say it is this god's been
The sun rose and morning, and the day of Job's trial. 
share some verses that came to my mind immediately. Uh, Psalm 127. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. 
As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Let's pray real quick. Lord, help us today as we take a few moments to think about the Bible, to think about Nick, to try to be a comfort to this family. Dear Lord, we want to thank you for this family and we just want to lift them up and we want to pray for them. Use your word today. This is what we know. At this church, we... We rely heavily on the word of God. Not what I could say to bring comfort, but on the word of God. So help us this morning to do that. In your name we pray. Amen. When I thought about Nick, I say he is a family man. I think the testimony of that has already been given this morning. He loved his family and his family loved him. This is one of the greatest gifts that we have in this world is family. Sometimes family fails. Sometimes family doesn't operate the way that it should. I understand all of that. We live in a world where sin still reigns and has its part. But there's often times that we find the best of humanity wrapped up in family. God knows this. God ordained this. This was his design from the beginning. We spoke about this on Sunday here at Nottingham. Even before church, there was family. And family is there to teach us these huge relationships that uh, are going to mean so much to us. To teach us how to love in the correct ways. We learn it from mom and dad. We grow up learning that unique love that a father has. And it blesses us. And we we see so many things that are unique to it. I don't have to speak to all of that this morning. And Nick understood and he cherished family. And his family loved him. And it is that mutual love that makes him so missed and leaves such a gaping hole in this family. Boy, we're just praying for them through that. I want to say a couple of things, a little bit, somewhat personal note, too, about Nick. When I first met Nick, Nick was a a great guy, right? I mean, top-notch, above the rest. Like I said, he didn't say much, but he worked hard, and you could see how much he loved his family. You could see just all of these good things about him. And as I got to know Nick and as I got to know the family and as we got to share different things, you know, it's amazing to me to watch how different people come to the Lord. You know, we all oftentimes, you know, uh, we're Baptist around here and we think that, you know, you, everybody comes to altar, praise, gets saved. But, you know, that is not the experience at all. You know, we see, we see all kinds of different things and, and uh, Nick was like, you know, just kind of talking to me about it and sharing with Nancy. And, 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 and then it was just one day, it's like Lydia, as it were, he just opened his heart and, and was ready to be baptized and was ready to just 
to just take all of that on and how wonderful that was. And you know, when Nick got saved, this might sound weird to you, but in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't like this huge, big, huge change in his life. Nick had been a really good guy before, right? I mean, he was amazing. He didn't mis misuse it, but then he gets saved. And I, and I don't even, I've been struggling all week with how to put this into words. And the best thing that I could come up with is as I look at this passage of scripture, except the Lord build the house. We build houses and they're good and they're amazing. Build homes and they're wonderful. But then we come along and we find the source of the goodness. We look around at us and we've got all these blessings and one day we realize that they, they can be found in one central position. It's the word of God, the love of Jesus Christ that was displayed to us. And Nick realized that this love that he's showing to his family is also the same love that God has been showing to us. That provisional love in Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave what does a father do every day? He loves his home so much that he gives and he gives and he gives. One day we realized, and I think Nick did, that the source of that was Jesus Christ, was the word of God, was a place where God's love was spoke about. They come in here and they fit like a hand in a glove. They just walked. As a matter of fact, it's hard to think about this church without the Deweys being here. I mean, it seems like they've just kind of always been here. And it's wonderful to see that. It was wonderful to experience that with him. And he just, he moved in there. I love this passage of scripture because I also believe that we saw the evidence of it today. We, you know why I picked it, right? As arrows are in the hands of a mighty man. So are the children. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full. Amen. And Nick's quiver is full with the blessing of his children. Amen. But also I love this. And Nick, man, I enjoyed your testimony today. To the point. That was so Nick. But his, his children aren't ashamed. Amen. Boy, they're proud to know who their father is. What he stood for how much he loved them. Oh, they're so proud. That's why they miss him, because he's, boy, he was a great man. And of all the things that can be said about somebody, you know, we spend our life doing a lot of things, but man, to come in and say, Nick is a family man, I think is one of the best things that you could say. And while I come today, and that passage of scripture is on my mind. This passage of scripture is also on my mind because of the words of the family today. Nancy has been absolutely amazing through this. She will tell you very clearly that it's not her strength, but it's the Lord's strength. And I'm amazed at her steadfastness and her faith. And that's why I come to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, and want to read just that one verse for you. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things 
not seen. At the beginning of the week, Nancy sent me a list of the songs that the family wanted sung today. I looked over the list and I kept seeing God's been good, the goodness of God, I have been blessed. I thought, wow, what amazing songs. What a testimony of understanding and seeing past further than I could of how good God actually is to us. And as I wrap this up this morning, I want to just say one thing. Because this is really what it boils down to the question and to the, to the thing that comes to everybody's mind when we're in this situation. As a matter of fact, it comes down to a very boiling question in your life and for every individual as we walk through life. And that one question is this. Is God good? You know, for a lot of us, we see something like this happen in the life of a family and we say, that's not fair. How could a good God let that happen? God, if you are so good, what are you doing? That's the real question this morning, isn't it? Is God good? I will say this by testimony of this family, that God is good. Even in the trial, he's good. I want to use just for a moment this passage of scripture to maybe help you with that question. This is the question, as I said, that has been boiling down since man first came into existence. Is God good? I would tell you without any uncertainty, yes, he is, but the fact remains you've got to make that, you've got to make that decision up for yourself. The testimony of this family, though, speaks of faith. Faith is what takes us to a place in a moment like this to say that God is good. You can't say it because of the things around you, the circumstances. You can't say it because, you know, of, of different things. You look around and the circumstance tells you, no, this is not fair. No, this is not right. God has not been dealing with us correctly. And so then you have to come into a place where you accept that by faith. The Bible also tells us that without faith it is impossible to please him. I have watched a family exercise amazing faith through this whole valley and whole trial. As a matter of fact, I've been wondering, why is it? Why is it that a family in many ways, new in the faith, would have to walk through such a trial. A trial that I have to admit, as I have meditated on it this week, I wonder if I could even walk through that trial and have enough faith as they have to say God is good. I don't know. I don't know. But I've watched them look me square in the eye and say God is good. I hope I'm not being too bold, but this morning, Nancy, with the calmness that I've never seen before, looked at me and said, I don't know where this comes from, 
but I'm at such peace. And I was blown away this morning. Blown away. Faith that God is good. Notice what he says here. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Things hoped for. What is that substance? It is the, it is the, it's the thing that makes it real. The things that you're hoping for. I love it that he puts things in there. I know that you're hoping to see Nick again. I believe that the memories of Nick being so real and vivid in your mind and in your heart will give you that wonderful assurance that yes, we will, you'll see him again. That the Holy Spirit will speak to your heart and let you know that. That the love that you've experienced from him that continues on now, that even though it's not there physically, you know it's real. And boy, have I felt it this morning as I heard everyone share about who he is, what he's done. Family and love give substance to that faith. Children give substance to that faith that God is good. The evidence of it that he says in the second part, evidence of things not seen. We hold on to evidence of things not seen that are given to us by the Holy Spirit, by the church, and by the word of God. Those things become so deeply important to us as well. And I'm praying for this family that they would. I'm praying that if you don't know him, that you would come to know him soon. One of my good friends that's been with us here, Andrew Jones, has written so many songs. And in one of the songs that he has, he wrote these words that I've started to learn that it's not how much faith I have, but who I place that faith in. I'm watching a family right now that is placing their faith in the goodness of God and I'm being amazed at how he's not letting them down. And it's not how strong you are, but it's how strong is the hand that you are holding on to. And man, Jesus is a strong hand to hold on to. Your family will be there for you. Your family will be a blessing. But in the end, there's no other friend greater than Jesus Christ. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. Blessed to watch this family as they deal with this and teach a preacher once again that God is good. Dear Heavenly Father, very humbled today to come and stand before this family. I'm very humbled to speak about a man as good as Nick. Very happy that I know him. And dear Lord, I'm praying for this family. Dear Lord, we are thankful for Jesus Christ who has won the victory over death, hell, and the grave. We are thankful that faith in him, dear Lord, we are thankful that faith in him did, goes past all of the reality of even this world. 
takes us to a place of a deeper reality, a deeper truth. When all of the world's logic and reason comes up short and shallow and fruitless. When we find that without the Lord, it's all in vain. We find the depths of the Lord that fills and speaks to the deepest place in our heart and our soul. That we commune with the one we were created by because we were created to commune with him. Sometimes the road to communion is difficult. But I do believe it's worth it. Thank you for the testimony of this family. May we be a comfort to them. God, we pray. Pray for them and lift them up every day. We love them. In Christ's wonderful name we pray. Amen. We're going to dismiss here in a moment. And what I would do this morning is I encourage you to just go over to the fellowship hall. If you want to speak with the family, we've got a, a, a time of fellowship over there. Uh, and, uh, and so we're going to move over that way. We have meal, we have food. Uh, and so let's, uh, let's go over there and fellowship with the family where, where we can do it in a way that doesn't bombard the family. Amen? Where we can come at different intervals and, uh, and not bombard them. And I know that they would appreciate that. But we really do invite all of you to come next door and partake in that meal with us. Uh, and uh, I just want to say... Uh, on behalf of the Dewey family, how much it means to all of us for you to be here. Uh, we knew he was loved. We know he is loved. And all of these folks coming today just is an amazing testimony to that. And so we want you to show that love to the family. But uh, it would probably be a whole lot easier for us all if we do that over there. So I'm going to pray and, again, just uh, uh, ask the Lord to bless us today. Lord, again, we thank you. We pray that you'd be with us as we share in a time of, of fellowship. We pray that we could be an encouragement to the family, a blessing. And we pray that it would just be a day that, uh, that they would share the memories, the love, uh, and remember just how wonderful uh, Nick is and what he means to them. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. How best beyond all men. That he would give his only son to make a wretch's treasure. How great the pain of searing loss. The father turns his face wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory behold the man upon the cross my sin upon his shoulders Ashamed, I hear my mocking voice call out.
Yeah. 